subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show shooting the breeze hello and welcome to cool explorations i'm your host tony peters today we are going to be speaking with dr jonathan schultz who is a counselor and helps people deal with a lot of their mental health issues and he's going to talk about his struggle with ocd his dealings with suicide attempts and how he's now been able to thank you uh, thanks to god be able to use that to help other people with their mental health struggles. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today, we have Dr. Jonathan Schultz, and he's a counselor and helps people with uh, mental health struggles, which is very, very important, personal to me, uh, as as I deal with a lot of that that stuff. So uh, it's, it's really great to talk to somebody about this. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you currently do? Yeah, definitely. So my name is Jonathan Schultz. Um, I'm a counselor. I actually, for my my job itself, I'm what would be considered an educational counselor at a community college in California called Bakersfield College. So I do more of the educational piece, personal exploration. Um, I do some career stuff. I actually get to focus on a group of students that were previously incarcerated. That's really cool. Um, uh, and help them navigate the college world, transferring things like that to where they want to go for their careers or um, their educational, the next parts of their education. If it gets into the real mental health stuff, I actually refer out as part of my job. Um, Personal-wise, I do a lot of advocating for mental health, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, so I do a lot of that on my social media, the advocating, but my, my, my education is actually right before the mental health struggles get real bad. I refer out, but I myself have really bad mental health issues, which we can talk about today. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've done that for about seven years. Um, I recently got my doctorate degree, uh, just to kind of help further my education in the college system. Um, my wife and I wrote a book, so I really enjoy writing. Uh, so it's uh, along with the college counseling, educational counseling piece. Um, My wife and I are shifting and I still love my job and I'll probably do it for a long time. But since I have summers off, um, we're utilizing that time to try to get a little deeper in the mental health world, specifically the OCD world. So we wrote a book to help people um, that have OCD and also support someone with OCD. Um, Currently, my wife and I are working on another book from the, the supporter side, you know, like if so, if you're married or love someone that has OCD, what can you do to help them? Trying to get more active on social media, just to kind of spread the awareness. Uh, OCD is a very different disorder that's often misunderstood uh, in in the community at large, so to speak. It's it's misunderstood greatly. So um, we're trying to kind of advocate for that and and eventually start a nonprofit to um, help people. And my pastor and I are working on on a book as well um, that we can get into a little bit later. So. Yeah, so that's my 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 work. I have three kids, a uh, seven-year-old boy, five-year-old girl, and a three-year-old girl. Um, and we live out in the country. So we like to, you know, if we're not working, writing, or doing anything else, we like to go out, spend time with the family, and get away from the cell phones and, and things like that. Yeah, and I think uh it's important to be talking about uh OCD and PTSD and mental health, like all that kind of stuff. Because uh, it's something that society has shied away from for so long, and now we're finally getting more open about it. And yeah, and I think in the Christian world, um, I believe, and obviously you're having me on, so you believe this somewhat. Where there's a marriage between you know the the clinical 
scientific research, secular world, but then also our faith and, and, you know, scripture and things. There, there's, there's gotta be a marriage between the two. I, I think for like mine, I can't just pray it away. I mean, I, I obviously God could take anything away. Right. I mean, I believe that like, like I think any Christian would believe, but there's different things I have to do because it is a brain disorder. I mean, they have different um, MRIs that show, you know, where your brain's lit up in certain areas and how it impacts things. So I think that marriage is important. And I think we're starting to kind of, you know, I think the, the clinical therapy is actually really starting to bring in faith to things, which is great. I just went to a conference for, um, a national conference for OCD. My wife and I went to last week and even these hardcore PhD guys and gals that kind of back in the day, like they would just think, wow, Forget about your religion, you know, let's focus clinical. They're now starting to marriage it too. Um, they're like, no, like you need to go to your pastor, go to your faith, you know, let's let's get it together. We'll help you navigate the OCD piece. So I, I think you're right. I think it's for multiple reasons. I think now is a good time to talk about it. I, I think I think we're starting to see it coming together a little bit better. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And for myself, I found uh it really helpful. I got both your, your traditional counseling, and then I got Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. And they focused on two different areas, which was nice, like, because the traditional was more on coping methods, and uh, ways of like distraction and, and uh, writing that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and even my family doctor asked me, like, are you writing? Like, are, like what, what are you doing to, to really cope with a lot of this stuff? Because uh, I've had a really bad flare up this past couple of weeks here with my with my own health. And it's been a lot of it is mental health with me. I've got a big shadow on the left half of my brain when they do an MRI on it. Uh, and so they, they know that there's something going on in my brain. Uh, and so she has asked me exactly about that. And the Christian counseling that focuses on bringing God into it and, you know, actually healing like that yeah. part of the thing. So it is, it is, it is like say marriage between the two. It's, it's good to yeah. have both. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about your testimony, uh, how you kind of came to faith and uh, what God has been doing in your life? Yes. Yeah, so I have grown up in a Christian household. I actually went to a so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Lutheran. Um, I went to a, a LCMS Lutheran, if you want to get specific. I went to a small Christian school from kindergarten to eighth grade. So I've been I've I've been raised in the church my whole life. Um, it's actually always been a foundational piece piece of of my life which is why OCD has gotten a little hard because it's kind of attached to some scrupulosity stuff but um so yeah I went I went to a k-8 Christian school um went to high school things were always pretty well I kind of you know I had a few bad years in college I played baseball in college and, and you know that can kind of lead to a few um bad mistakes that that you you know that you make um, so I, I had a few, I call them the dark years, um, never really shy away from, from going to church or anything like that. Um, definitely didn't prioritize it for a few years, but, um, but it was definitely, it was there, it was there. I, I, I neglected it quite a bit. And then I actually went, I don't know if you're familiar with John MacArthur, but, um, I went to his school, uh, it's called the Baptist. Now it's called the, not now it's called the master's university master's college. Um, I played baseball over there and, um, and again, it was a, it was a Christian school. So I've always kind of been ingrained in the, um, the, the, I, I've always let that stay in my life, but it's definitely been 
attacked when it's come to this OCD stuff because OCD really attacks the things that you find true and dear to your heart, um, which makes it kind of a little tricky. So when you are a Christian person that can tend to, to attach to your religious beliefs, your feelings that you have, things like that. Um, and, uh, and even right now, again, still kind of hitting that a little bit, but, uh, but currently when it comes to this stuff, very involved in my church, um, I'm on our church council, our church voters, I do our youth stuff at our church. Um, and, uh, you know, we try to, we have a really small, about 50 people that go to our church. So, you know, you're normally on multiple committees and do a lot of different things. Um, and, um, and we try to do, again, it's, it's probably one of the, it is the largest part of my life and my family's life as well. Yeah, I found for my OCD that uh, my kids have broken me uh, of so much of that because uh, that that like movies used to have to all be alphabetized and yeah. have to be had have to be categorized by by what type of movie they were, and now it's like they're just scattered all, all over inside the the thing in no particular order because uh, the kids don't put things away when they yeah do things so yeah. that, that part has been kind of healthy for me just the, <laughs> the, the kids uh they're not very neat so it's just yeah. uh it, it's definitely broken me of a lot of that i still uh, even now when i'm when i'm talking to you i'm doing patterns on my hand and it's like a cyclical thing i have to finish the pattern it's oh, just yeah. it's just uh i don't know it's just a, something that that i guess my my brain still does but uh it's definitely been something God's working on with me sure. is, has been a lot of that. Um, why don't you tell us about your own OCD struggles? Uh, when did it start and explain a little bit about OCD? Yeah. Yeah. This will, this is definitely will take a little more time because I think it's interesting, educational and needed. Um, so let's, let's first lay the foundation on what OCD is. So OCD, it's definitely a brain disorder. Um, as we were talking about a little bit before, MRI images that show the, the prefrontal cortex of your brain just being lit up. And while every now and again, if you look at the literature from different doctors, they'll, they'll kind of argue which part of the brain is really causing the, the fear. Almost all of them think now it's what's called the amygdala. So um, what happens is you get a thought or a feeling that you think about and everybody gets so calm, intrusive thoughts. Everybody gets them. I mean, Christians, non-Christians, men, women, everybody gets them. But when you have OCD and when, when your brain is more sensitive, attach feeling to it. So what could happen is, you know, you're walking down the street and you get really mad at someone. And in, for the brief second in your head, you're like, man, I, I would love to just punch them in the face. Everybody's had some form of that or another, whether they remember it or they don't. We've all had that. So you have the thought and most people, it goes away. Others if they have, you know, if they have OCD, they could then start attaching feeling and meaning to that thought. Oh my gosh, does that mean I'm a bad person? Does that mean I'm a murderer? I mean, if I'm thinking I'm a murderer, maybe I really am because if you're a murderer, you think about, about that. So then you get the obsession, you get that anxiety or that feeling to right and compulsion. A compulsion is anything that you do to make the anxiety go away right away. So go to your wife, go to your spouse. I'm not a murderer, right? I'm not a killer. I'm not going to do that. You Google, how does it feel to turn into a murder? Something like that. And, and again, this could be for anything. I'm just using this as an example. Um, the anxiety then goes away, but then eventually that thought comes back. And that's because it's acting on the part of your brain that is the fear part, right? So if you and I see a lion right now, see a lion, thought we end up getting anxious. So we run when the lion goes away, we're not feeling bad again. 
It's just, it's the same exact thought. It's the same exact uh, OCD cycle would be the same thing as what really would happen if you and I see a lion, right? And your brain doesn't know the difference between it because if you do something to make that fear go away, your brain's like, oh my gosh, so this thought must be real, right? So that amygdala is, is currently firing. And it, it could attach to anything. I mean, it could be people that think that their hands are really dirty, right? That's a big common one. Um, and you just, you think you're going to get AIDS. You think you're going to get, uh, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, so that's, that's what OCD is. And it, and it really causes fear. I mean, it's a high, um, there's a very high suicide attempt rate with OCD, um, people losing jobs, not being able to work. So, so that's what that is with me. It, it, I could go back to when I was seven, when I re remember having my first OCD cycle, um, I wasn't officially diagnosed until I was 23 when I had just a horrible breakdown in college. Um, but I didn't start getting the right help, which is called ERP therapy, exposure and response prevention, um, which we could get, get onto that in a little bit. If you would like, I don't want to get deeper clinical. I want to, I want to go off of what you and your audience wants. Um, so I was diagnosed at 23. Right. And then yeah, you, you asked me to expand because I could talk about this for hours, but I, I'm going to be respectful. Um, so so I, I was diagnosed at 23, but I went to somebody that wasn't very up to date on the research on how to help OCD. And then in I just kind of limped through things. And then in 2020, I had another suicidal breakdown, really. Um, and I luckily I when I went back to that psychologist, um, he just told me, you know, all you could really do is take more meds, add, drop, do whatever. Um, there's no therapy to do. And um, I was, I luckily found a, a therapist that knew how to, 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 to actually approach OCD from the, the actual research-based clinical side. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, um, I, I was talking with my pastor about things and, you know, God really blessed me with this because he gave me a therapist that anytime a religious thing comes up, he says, you know what, check with your pastor. Let's make sure everything's good there. I don't want to do anything that goes against, you know, and, and my therapist from what I've, we don't talk religion, but I, I know he's a Christian. I, I'm pretty sure I can tell anyway, but you know, he wants to make sure that it's, it's attacked at a, you know, from someone that knows. about. And then my pastor, when him and I talk, there are times where he's like, is this your OCD man? Like, you know, we, we, you know, he, and he'll, he'll know, go talk to your therapist about this. So, so I have, I'm, I'm very blessed to have a marriage between, between the two. So, um, so mine, yeah, I've, I've really had it my whole life. I mean, I, my memories go back to seven or eight, you know, like most people. And I can remember that spin, um, at that time, which has definitely led to the depression really bad, the anxiety. Um, I think really the OCD is the foundation that, that makes everything. It is considered an anxiety disorder. Um, so I think, you know, most of my, like my mom would say, I was an anxious kid, a worry wart, right? Um, when I think back though, that all came from that OCD cycle, you know, you'd start thinking, oh my gosh, do people not like me? Am I a bad Christian? Did I sin? I did sin. God forgive me, right? I'm sure he does because the Bible says it, you know, and then, and then you just get into this, this spin that attacks things. Um, so, uh, so it's been a struggle. I've been in therapy for the last actual therapy now, finally, um, you know, by the time uh, I was 32 is when I started. So I, unfortunately I got a little later, but better late than never. Um, so I still am in that, but it's gotten better. Um, I'm seeing my therapist less and my pastor and I are talking less about OCD and more about other things now, which has been kind of nice, but it, it'll definitely be a lifelong struggle, I think.
Yeah, and it's something that does stick with you, and you, you gotta you gotta kind of keep it in check and mm-hmm. and really focus on that. Because I know mine started when I was first molested at the age of five or oh, yeah. four, four or five, and that that and that uh, really triggered it to really begin uh, for me, and then got worse when I was molested again at seven, and it just it is those compulsive thoughts they're just like uh, for me a lot of it was suicidal thoughts like i i just kill myself just kill myself like uh always thinking about how i should how i could kill myself and um praise be to the lord he uh did not allow me to to kill myself and physically prevented me from doing so on (laughs) on one occasion um but it, it was it was like that it's that compulsive thing and even now, like those, those thoughts come, come, come. And they're just like, okay, well, how do I tackle this from a scripture point is how I, is how I've started looking at it. And that's how my counselor had really instructed me to really look at is how do I look at this from a biblical point? How can I, how can I tackle this from there in in prayer? Um, She really, really harped on on prayer, which is something I harp on a lot in, in everyone's life now, because I think asking for God, asking to god for help uh really helps you get get through and deal with a lot of that stuff because um we can't deal with a lot of it on our own we we do need help and he gives yeah, us yeah through. yeah and i agree i i think you know i i believe that for me i know i i could tell for a while i was just focusing on the the kind of clinical you know therapy stuff and i was i was neglecting the prayer life um i definitely was and then once i was able to get that back more and then have the seesaw, you know, be, be level where you're not neglecting the prayer, but then there's also like, like we've talked about, I mean, our brains can show certain things. I mean, these are actual biological, they can be traced back. I mean, people, there there was a book written called can can Christianity cure obsessive compulsive disorder written by a Christian psychiatrist. And he goes all back to, Martin Luther and two or three other Christians. And he's like, look, I really think these guys had OCD. If you look at like how much they would go and do all their things, like you can trace a lot of the, I mean, back to the early writings of things. So it's, it's really fascinating book actually. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you have, you have both. I mean, it's um, you start looking at how you address the thoughts and the actions behind it, but then you can't neglect the prayer life. I mean, you gotta, so you gotta have, you gotta have both. I I firmly believe. Yeah. And God gives us, counselors and that and it it is our responsibility to take advantage of those things that he's put for us i mean yes we can pray for healing but there's action that has to go behind that prayer and with that prayer uh and a lot of people mistake prayer as being this miracle cure that you know i'm going to pray and it's it's going to happen and there are some that, that are that way yeah yeah but a lot of it god is like well i've given you the tools use the tools here, yeah. here they are i presented them to you take some action take part do it it's like when you're praying for someone's salvation if you never plant the seed are you really following up with your prayer and backing up your prayer yeah yeah i agree i mean even in the bible you know for whatever reason timothy little bit of wine you know who knows what that was for i mean it was obviously a, a means that god was working through um, I always think back to the old analogy, just a Christian analogy where a guy's on the top of a house and there's a flood coming and he prays to God to, to save him and a boat comes and he says, no, God's going to save me. Then the water rises, yeah. prays to God, a boat comes. Finally, the third boat comes, 
no, God's going to save me. He dies, gets up to heaven. He says, God, I thought you were going to save me. The guy goes, man, I sent you three boats. Yeah, like what? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I, I, uh, I, I think it's the same way with, you know, doctors and, and things like that. So. Yeah. And medications too. I find medications yeah. have been very, very helpful for me, me too. in terms of the anxiety and, and dealing with, with a lot of that. Um, yeah, and, and I get anxiety seizures, so um because i i have a lot of pain so it just overloads the pain receptors in my brain and it causes anxiety and then i seizure uh and oh, yeah. medication has really helped kind of taper that back from being 20 yeah. 20 or more seizures a day down to i had been to see three months seizure free until two weeks ago and then i had a seizure again so now i'm starting over from scratch in terms of trying to get my license back because mm-hmm. I have six months seizure free in order to get my license back, which is, which is my goal. I there want to go. drive okay. again. Yeah. Um, and That's I think, awesome. and I do think goals are important in terms of mental health and, mm-hmm. and having those goals in place, especially for someone with OCD, because then it's like, I have something to, to shoot for. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit more about um, your suicide attempt as well and uh, how that, really came to to the point to that point um and what comes after for you yeah so just to clarify not an attempt almost an attempt i didn't actually attempt it um but so i had with with untreated ocd what, what you see a lot is you because you have so much feeling attached to your thoughts these intrusive thoughts and again everybody has them if you don't have them you're either lying or you just don't remember them. I mean, that's how our brain works, you know, and, and it's again, not everybody thinks they're going to go kill people. Right. Um, but I mean, anything from like just just a doubt or whatever it is. Um, but if you when you have this disorder, because you put so much emotion into these thoughts and then you do the compulsion and the reinforcing thoughts, it's literally a spiral. You start crazy. And while I knew I had at that point, I wasn't getting like treatment. So, you know, I was just constantly spinning. Oh my gosh, am I going now? Maybe I am going crazy. And that was a, an obsession of mine. You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm schizophrenic and, you know, and so it, you literally feel like you're losing your mind. And I finally told my wife I wanted to kill myself. Um, I, I, and it was, I just couldn't handle it anymore. You know I mean? I was, again, it was only two, two and a half years ago, but you know, you're 32 years old, you have your doctor degree, my, in, like, I have a good stable family. I mean, my parents are still married, they both have degrees. And then there's this guilt that comes in, like, why am I struggling? You know, like, I shouldn't have this, I got a good life. Like I, and, and so just all of that, because of that, you know, you're, you're constantly spiraling instead of just, all right, I got the thoughts there, let's refocus on what we're doing. Um, you literally feel like you're going crazy. So after, luckily, my wife, you know, she stayed with me for a while, made sure all of our guns were locked away. And I wasn't going to actually, you know, because I got guns. So we have those opportunities. Um, then when I got that therapy and was able to understand, because even just understanding that you're not going crazy, it's kind of the first takes a little bit of pressure off you. You know, it's kind of like when you're, if you're going through like a Christian spin and then you talk to your pastor and they're like, okay, it's okay that you have like, you're, you're not everybody sins right that's part of christian everybody sins you're like oh that's right you get you kind of get that little reminder you know it's like oh then you have to work at it so um after that that's when i really started you know hitting the therapy hard um talking with my pastor just kind of about different faith issues because i would a big part of mine is i will obsess about 
you know, being a Christian, oh my gosh, if I have this thought, that means I'm not going to heaven because I'm not perfect. You know, then it's like, I mean, it's easy because you read the Bible, nobody's perfect, everybody's a sinner, and you're like, why am I doing this? But again, it's the OCD, it's then yeah. just spinning, right? I mean, if, yeah. if only perfect people went to heaven, it's Jesus up there. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I do remember myself growing up, I, I recommitted my life to, to Christ like almost every second week. It was, it was just like, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I've done this sin. I'm not a Christian. And exactly. exactly yes. Yes. About. Yes. And, and, and that too, that, then it's finally like, cause I got in my part. I'm like, well, if that's the case, then I might as well just kill myself. Cause I'm not going to heaven anyway. So why delay the inevitable? You know, it's like, that's kind of where you get when in my, in my experience, when you are, are the Christian, it's, it's really, you get hit from both sides because you obsess about your theme is and if you google ocd themes you're gonna see i mean it could attach to anything it's yeah. it's really fascinating right it really is i mean it could attach literally to anything but then when you got that christian piece and not only does it attach to that but it gives you this guilt because you're like well if i am a christian i shouldn't have this until you can kind of work the program of going through just the anxiety and, and sticking with what you're doing, you really have it hit from both sides in a negative way. Um, and that just led me to this, this despair I've never really felt before. Like, well, I mean, like, like you're saying, I'm gonna go to hell, I might as well end it now and get there quicker. Um, I mean, why delay it? Uh, so anyway, so with that, you know, I definitely dedicated a large portion to the therapy, because I had to get the, the, the ERP, the exposure response prevention, I had to get that. But then I did notice about a year ago, I was kind of I was neglecting, I think, because I was so bad, I was so hyper focused on the therapy, I was neglecting um, the the spiritual, I was still going to church and stuff. But like, I wasn't leaning on that, like I should, you know, and actually, I met with my pastor about a year ago, I'm like, Listen, let's let's hit both of these harder, like, you know, he's open to doing anything. And now him and I have actually been working together and we're going to, we're going to, we're currently working on a book that we want to write that kind of talks about it from both lenses, you know, showing that there should be, and could be a marriage between, you know, your religious faith and the scientific, I say scientific, but you know, the clinical therapy piece, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And really, I think when you put them together, that's, that's the best thing to do. Um, so it kind of made me look at things like, all right, you know, don't get the therapy, but definitely don't ever forget your faith in Jesus. And let's, let's have them work together and see what we can come do. Um, so that's really where I'm at now. Still definitely going to therapy and um, my social media posts are, are very much right now focused on just OCD in general, but I, I'm trying to, I am working in the, the Christian piece too, you know, the, the book for the Christian side of it. And then eventually the social media for the, the Christian side of it as well, too. I still post about my Christianity, um, but but it's that's not the main focus right now. And I think it, it will be soon. It will be between both. Yeah, and I found um, school was always very tough for me uh, because then for for uh, tests and anything like I would over analyze everything yeah, and I would get I would get absolutely obsessed with like, oh, I'm going to fail this test. I'm going to fail this test. Like it was just always going through my head and then of course I would get an A yeah uh, uh -huh. but it was always yeah. leading up to it and that was a lot of with my suicide I would just be overwhelmed with with school um, and when I went to bible school and then youth care study afterwards it was the same kind of thing where it was just like too much yeah. and when I when I started this particular job that I just go back to in October um, after my disability runs out it's like 
the study and learning for it in order to get back into it because it's a I work in the tech industry so it changes yeah constantly and so just starting the job it was like a month of intensive studying the programs learning the programs and my brain would just be like I'm done I'm done I'm done and that yeah. was just cycling through my brain constantly just the I'm done I'm finished and thinking I should just drive in front of this vehicle and uh, kill myself. And yeah. I, I never did it, thankfully, but I did come home one time and I, I absolutely couldn't talk. Uh, it had just gotten to that point yeah. where it's, I, my wife was like, what's going on? And I couldn't talk to her. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to actually be able to speak again. And then I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like I, I couldn't talk. I, my mm-hmm. brain just, just couldn't process anything or do anything. It just, it kept telling me I'm fried is what it kept saying. Yeah. Like I'm done. I'm fried. I'm like, <laughs> yeah and that that just kind of controls your you and tries to limit you and you have to push past those those moments yeah and it's it's funny you say that because mentioned i had two big breakdowns mentioned the timeline both of them were about in the same month and both of them were right before i graduated one right before i graduated my bachelor's degree one right before i graduated my doctorate degree so i totally get that i mean and a lot of that is you know you're, you're overloaded i mean our you know in my mind, there's kind of, and my pastor and I have talked about this too. There's, there's a blessing and a curse, I think, with the new technology and the emphasis on psychology. I think you, when you start looking at some of the psychology and, and, and you get into people think, well, we're just psychological beings. There's no spiritual, and that's bad. But there is some good. You know, you start seeing how your brain, like you were saying, you're overloaded. I mean, that's what happens. You know, you, you get overloaded so much. I've had that happen too, where like you're, you start to, talk and your lips, you know, and you can't talk because you just, your senses are overloaded. And I think even today, a big part of that is we're overloaded with technology and information and, and not even just like phones and tablets, but I mean, you know, you look at a newspaper and you got 48 different articles to process. And then if you're like us and you already have a billion thoughts in your head, those 48 articles are being shoved in there with those, you know, 5,000 thoughts. And then if you're not approaching it the right way, and then, then you just start to kind of, you start to kind of crash, you know, and, and that's where luckily the, the, the research has shown us how to help things like OCD. You know, you stop the rituals, you don't do the compulsions. It sucks for a while. It gets better. You go towards what you don't like to do. Um, but it still makes it, it's so hard. I mean, I wish it was easier. <laughs> I really do. I wish it was yeah. easier, but it's, it's definitely not. But I think, I don't know. I think for me, I'm meant to go through this for a reason as, as hard as that is. But, um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I've, I've learned to, to think of it um, the way one of the, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, one of the, the ladies I interviewed, Kathy Flett, um, bless her soul, just, she really just changed my way of thinking. So all these things I viewed as hurdles, um like my trauma and uh my OCD and my mental health stuff uh I viewed it all as hurdles and she's like well she viewed a lot of hurdles as blessings Mm -hmm. and I'm like God has blessed me because through this if I had not had my mental health problems I wouldn't be doing this today uh because it gave me my time on disability it put me onto disability which gave me the time to actually focus on my faith on God, on learning about God and getting close to God and gave God the chance to really give me one of those God moments where I'm down on the ground. And he's like, you're going to change. You're not doing politics anymore. You are doing Christian. And I'm like, well, I don't do Christian stuff. Like that's not something I'm comfortable with, 
but uh god's like nope this is what you're doing your channel's my channel you're going to lose followers but uh, those are my followers um i will grow it in my time and uh it's been for me a, a control freak it's been really hard to not focus on the numbers and just let god do his thing um yeah. and he he is growing at um at actually a rate that i am a little surprised at at times and it's just giving that control over to god um for someone who is like just obsessively controlling yeah and uh that that's been a real struggle and god just keeps pushing me out of my comfort zones like you were saying comfort it's like god's like nope you're gonna get out of your comfort zone and through that i find it is healing the more i get out of my comfort zone the less anxiety i end up having later on yeah and uh so god's has really been showing me that and getting to talk to people and speak about it is helping other people and i think that is healing as well knowing you're making a difference in someone else's life through yeah, your issues i agree and i also think i mean you just look biblically and a big thing that i i don't like about certain branches of christianity and i'll still call them christian because I'm, I'm not a maximalist like some you know if you're not a, a this you're going you know you're going to hell i went I, I some people i know are like that you know you're not a baptist and you're bad you're not a this or that whatever it is um one thing i don't like is that if you are struggling or, you know, kind of this health and wealth type of idea, then that's not good. Um, Cause there's a branch of Christianity like that, you know, you live your life right and you should be rewarded. And it's like, yeah, but if you look biblically, like all the, almost all the disciples were, you know, lowly people, Paul was in prison. Timothy had a stomach ache. Paul wanted to, you know, he prayed to not be more in my grace is sufficient enough. I mean, but David was, a, you know, a, uh, not the best person at times either. Abraham, you know, he doubted when, when him and Sarah were going through. So you look at this and, and God works through people that struggle, but at the same time, it's a sinful world. And if you don't struggle, it's not a sinful world. So it's just part of it. And I think, I think one part of it is just, in my opinion, just it's a product of being in a sinful world. You know, I just think it is. Another thing is I do feel that kind of like with Paul, my gracious is for you, you know, maybe some other people who, who, what, who is my life or what is my life? Right. I mean, there's 80 billion people in my life. Maybe my life is, is I'm given this to, you know, help other people through the struggle is kind of how I've looked at it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting too. I think, you know, David Goggins, have you ever heard that guy online by chance? I haven't. No. Okay. He's a Navy SEAL. He cusses a lot. So like, you know, the Christian part of me, I don't really like hearing all the bad cuss words, but he's, not necessarily, I don't think he's a Christian, but he talks about you have to suffer in order to improve. And um, I think from both a Christian and a secular standpoint, there's a lot to, to that. You know, I mean, yeah. God works through sufferings. You know, what does the Bible says about, you know, through uh, I'm blanking, but basically like your struggles will build character and character will build. So it's basically like through your struggles you know, your character grows. But then secularly, we grow as people. You know, if you work out, you have to hurt in order to get stronger. Like you can't get stronger and not hurt. Um, and if you want to get, you know, more courage, you have to go through the pain. So, I mean, I think it, it works on both. So, yeah, it does. And you mentioned David and he's one that definitely, you can tell he had mental health struggles mm -hmm. at issues. Uh, and God still worked through him in amazing, amazing ways and, and calls him a man after his own heart, even yeah. though he was, very sinful like and so it is an example that you know just because we're we're sinful and uh doesn't mean that god doesn't love us doesn't mean god can't use us 
uh we're all yeah. sinful beings none of us are perfect and uh yeah. and i'm also one that uh you know i i see differences in all kinds of different church branches and i think uh all of them get some things wrong and all of them get some things right and yeah. and that's where i i kind of like even with my own church there's a couple things i disagree with in their in what they put in their doctrine but for the most part i agree with the, yeah. with the core things and i don't think that those are enough differences to really be like uh what a lot of people like you say are like um uh, oh you don't believe this um I, I can't i can't associate with you um you, you're not yeah. you're not a true christian it's like it doesn't work that way uh we're all yeah. ch- children of god and if we've asked jesus to be our savior uh and we have repented and, and we try to, to live a life that is honorable of him then uh, we are christian well, uh, i mean it, it wasn't we didn't didn't Peter and Paul, weren't they, or Peter and Luke? I can't remember. They were arguing in the Bible about certain things. So, like, they were they had some some arguments yeah. and disagreements. So, like, Peter and Paul, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They go, I thought I was right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, come on. I mean, if they're arguing, yeah. like, there's, you know, yeah. So, I I don't think I could be a pastor personally just because of that. I think I would get too obsessed about like, pretty sure I'm right, or you, and then that's there's no, I don't know. That's just a waste of time. Yeah. I've done a couple a couple um, devotions on unity in the church uh, and really hit on, on that exact fact that there's yeah. so many, so many people that are like St. Maximus is like, Nope, believe what I believe. Nope. I'm right. And I was like, that's the problem with our yeah. society is everybody's like, you disagree with me and I hate you and you're, you're get lost. Well, that that's yeah. not for Christians. That's not a spirit of love. Yeah. We're called to love. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, Jesus has said that that is one of the most important things. Like it's, <laughs> it yeah. was one of the ones he specifically mentioned was love. So that is, is something we need to focus on. Uh, and that kind of ties into your website. Cause I feel like your website has a lot of love tied into it. Uh, oh, do you want to talk, talk about your website and, and tell us wh- where your website is found? Yeah. So um, I do three things mainly on social media. The first is my website, mentalhealthstruggles.com. And then on Instagram and TikTok, it's uh, OCD strong. Um, so mental health struggles and then OCD strong. Um, and I, I really just, I think that there is a lot of, there's just so much negativity in the world and there's, there's, it's just, you know, kind of a bad place at times. So I, I really want people to feel that if you have struggles, one, you're not alone. Um, ironically, a lot of people that follow me on Instagram and, and TikTok are women, but a lot of the people that reach out to me in the direct messages are men. So there's definitely a, uh, a lot of men out there struggling. Now, again, my, my website or my TikTok and Instagram aren't specific for men, but I tried to build them in a way that is where you feel that like I'm not weak if I have struggles, I'm not, not a Christian if I have struggles. Um, but then also for the social media, not necessarily the website, you have to do certain things. You can't just roll over and let it beat you. You have to do certain things. You know, I mean, with OCD, I have to go towards my, my, my scary thought, um, are things you have to do, but, but you still have to do it with this kind of feel of you can do it. You know, you're able to do it. There's hope out there. Um, there's, you know, there's structures out there that you can follow to get better, lean on your pastor, lean on your therapist. Um, but then ultimately you gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta start doing the work and you're going to have some bad days. Last few days weren't the best for me. Um, but you know, you can keep going forward even through that. So I to give resources. It's not just my stories. So like, 
my Instagram, my website, and then also all the books we write. I have one right now, but I'm writing others. It's not just like memoirs or information. It's I want you to feel the support, but then here are resources, right? So that's how I try to always do everything is it's, it's not just like boo-hoo, poor is me, woo is me. Here's my memoir about how bad my life is. It's, this is the story to make you feel good. You're not alone, right? I struggle. I'll tell you, I have my doctor degree in college baseball. Um, I always joke about, I got really curly hair, you know, nice luscious. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. You are not alone. I'm a guy that struggles. I'm a Christian man that struggles. So it's that support and love. You're not alone with also, okay, now that you know that, here's what you got to do. Let's, let's start working together. So that's kind of the approach I try to take to everything is the story and then also what you need to do. So, um, you know, but, but all through kind of that love support, you got this mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And uh, definitely healing is, is not easy. It's, it does take work. Yeah. And uh, too many people just, they want the, the easy, simple answer. And it's like, there is no simple answer. There's always going to be work and nobody in the Bible had things easy. No, they all had struggles. I mean, you look at Solomon and uh, people be like, Oh, well, he had it so easy. He was a King. He had many wives. He had, he was rich beyond all rich. Uh, and, but then you look at it and it's like, well, didn't that drive him insane? <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's uh, the Bible just does. It talks about struggles and it gives us the tools we need to get through those struggles and counselors, Christian counselors and non-Christian counselors alike, but Christian counselors in particular help you pick out the things in the Bible and yeah. be like, well, look at this, this approach helped this person. Well, have you thought about trying this? And uh, it's, yeah. mm-hmm. It was great uh, for me. I also had uh, eye movement integration therapy. Oh yeah, uh, as well as um, EMR. There was something eye movement, something else. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I had both of them done to, for my trauma, just to piece it all together, and uh, be able to move past it by piecing it all together, rather than having it just be little flashbacks. Yeah, um, and so that was interesting. It was a very interesting uh, experience to go through that, um, and to to understand that more that side of things a little bit more well it's awesome how things have improved i mean you know you look back a couple hundred years ago and people were dying at the age of 60 because of small heart attacks small strokes whatever you know who really knows because it was so long ago and now medical knowledge has helped us get over that it's the same thing with mental health issues i mean Mm -hmm. back in the day there's a lot of different research articles, like in the early 1900s, that people were mental health and people were put into insane asylums. But it's like that was just yeah. bad OCD. They didn't know what they were doing. Like they they weren't schizophrenic. That was bad OCD. That was you know I think back in uh, Philip Melanchthon, a Lutheran scholar, was talking about uh, melancholy. I think is what they would say back in the day. Well, that was depression. It was just a different word. And yeah. you know, so anyway, it's I mean, it's just awesome that things have progressed to where we have a little more help with that, but also lying on and having the foundation on God. So, yeah. And, <laughs> you know. and having the Christian community, because it is something Christians often shy away from and churches shy away from talking For about. Sure. And it is something we do need to talk about and we do need to do better as a church. And we have improved as a church. We, we have come, come a long way, but there's definitely more improvement as a church we need to do to support those with mental illnesses can you maybe hit on a few things that maybe the churches could do to assist people better? 
So I think the, the easy low-hanging fruit is there are still churches out there that think that any mental health issue is a faith issue. And I, my goal now, obviously some of them can be, but when you, with, with the brain scans we've talked about, it's a physical. So for, for most people that struggle, it's a physical thing. And I, that's the first thing that I'm trying to do is get to those other churches and people in the churches that like, look, you know, you're not weak because you have this. I mean, you can now see it. And if you can see it like that, I mean, you know, faith is believing what you don't see. You can see this. You don't have to have faith that this mental illness is real when you can see it. So that's kind of the first thing. I think the second thing is I've run into some that they believe it, but they're still for, for whatever reason, they're scared to refer people. You know, I, I think, for example, luckily mine's not like this, but some I've, I've talked to in the past, they want to try to get everything themselves because they're the pastor, because they have the schooling. They're almost, I don't want to say, um, you know, they're not like too conceited where they won't, but it's like, you can refer people and get that help. You know, like it's, it's okay. You, you do that for cancer. You do that for diabetes. You do that for other things. Why not do that for the mental health piece? So the big low hanging fruit is we still have to reach those that are still doubters in general. The second one is those that aren't, you know, we need to let them be okay with referring and have it be between both. I think people think if you refer, then that means you're forgetting your faith. Well, no, you're not like, I'm going to a therapist, and although I think he is a Christian, he's focusing on the, the, the OCD piece. But him and my pastor work together great. I mean, he gives me homework to talk to my pastor. My pa you know, you can do that and still be in both. And then I think the last one is, is really having more of a, a spirit of love towards that. You know, if you have someone that has cancer, they make it on the prayer chain or whatever your church does, you know, you're praying for them, right? Cancer, you're getting for broken legs, heart murmurs. I don't remember depression or OCD being on those lists ever. And, and it's still like a silent thing, you know? And, um, and I think we just need to be more open to, all right, let's, let's welcome them into, there's a really good book. I have it here somewhere. And unfortunately the guy ended up committing suicide, um, written by a pastor. It's called, Hidden and by Steve Austin. Unfortunately, um, right after he published this book, he ended up killing himself. And it's talking a lot about one of the biggest things that churches can do is not make people feel bad that they're struggling mental health wise, bring them into a spirit of Christian comfort, but then refer out and get that biological comfort. So yeah. I think those are, those are the big three things that I'm hoping to kind of break the stigma down. Yeah. And there's always been that, like you say, stigma of shame that people associate with it. And the person's ashamed that they feel this way. Um, society often makes them feel like they should be ashamed for this disability. Uh, that's infertile. Uh, insurance does not recognize many mental illnesses. Um, my work, my workplace themselves, they do. But my insurance company does not. And so my workplace will fight for me and insurance will just be like, no, it's not covered. It's not a real thing. And I'm like, I'm having yeah. seizures. I can't have seizures when I'm helping customers and I'm right in front of a customer trying to help them. And so I ended yeah. up on, on the call center side of things, helping people with a lot of tech related issues and uh, doing some sales through there. 
but then that was a little bit better for me because I could seizure mm-hmm. and it wasn't as big a deal because yeah. I'm not right in front of the customer. But there was there was a couple of times where I actually had seizures and I woke up on the floor and I'm like, oh crap, I was in the middle of the call. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's like the customer's no longer on the phone. That poor customer then had to go back on the wait list uh, to try and get help. And it's like, well, that's not fair to the customer. And uh, yeah. thankfully, eventually it got to the point where once my doctors cut my hours back down to 15 hours instead of full-time hours, uh, then insurance is like, okay, now we'll approve it. Now they're only yeah. paying for 75% of 15 hours instead of 75% of 35 hours that I was working, 240 yeah. hours sometimes. Uh, and uh, so it was. It, it needs to be addressed in both the church as well as I think insurance companies need to be hit with a bunch of lawsuits myself uh, just for how they treat people with mental health. And I think there needs to be a lot more regulations um, put in place uh, by governments uh, against insurance companies and workplaces for the sake of mental health, because it's a big, it's a big issue. And uh, you know, uh, I forget what the percentage was um, of Americans. uh, I don't know the Canadian stats, but Americans that were uh, dealing with, mental health issues and it, it, it i don't remember exactly what the number was but it was a high number yeah it's, um, it's over like 10 percent for certain disorders and if you look at like if you go into just having generalized anxiety and a little bit of depression i mean you're looking like 10 percent at times depending yeah. on the depending on the study 30 to 40 i think have said that they've struggled at one point in their life so yeah it's, it is a high number for sure yeah. it and, really is and that's why i i hate the stigma of shame I think it's not something we should be ashamed of. We should be talking about it. Um, If you have mental health, make sure you reach out to people who are going to be a good support system. Get a good support system around you. Uh, My wife has been always been there for me in terms of that. Uh, She's a fantastic woman who's put up with a lot of of problems with me. I do. And she did know what she was getting into because I already had a heart heart problem when uh, we were when we were dating, uh, so started off marriage after right, right after a heart procedure. And then uh, right after we got married, I had my second heart procedure. So, you know, she, she did know what she was getting into, but she's, she's always been a rock for me. And, uh, you need that. Uh, if you have mental health, you need that. You need to find somebody, uh, or a group of people, your pastor, especially is a good one who can support you. Um, you can talk to them when you're, when you're struggling, you yeah. can reach out to them. Um, and if you know someone with mental health, reach out to them. I, I do know a couple of people with mental health and I will shoot them a text every once in a while. I'll be like, how are you doing? And I don't want just to, uh, I'm fine. No, like, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to know. And uh, that that's important if you know somebody with, with mental health issues. And uh, if you do need someone to talk to, um, I'm sure you can reach out to, to Jonathan here. Um, Absolutely. Or you can shoot me an email at tpeters745 at, at gmail.com. And I'll put that as well in uh, in the the conclusion of this. Um, and I'll put a link to uh, your website in the description so people can find that uh, in the on the podcast as well as on the video. Um, and, you know, just remember, like you said, you're not alone. No you are not alone. There's many people out there uh, who are struggling with this, have gone through what you've gone through. Um, and God, God is there. Um, remember to pray, dig into your Bible. Again, talk to your pastor. Um, 
they're there to support you. God's there to support you. He gets you through so much. Uh, he's carried me at times when I, uh, I would not have the energy to get through, even with the rough couple of weeks I've had here. Uh, I haven't felt like podcasting, but uh, somehow God gives me the energy to to do these podcasts and really just uh, bless my time in these podcasts. So um, thank you for coming on and sharing. I've really, really appreciated it. Um, I want you to leave us off with just one piece of advice you'd go uh, give for someone who's just dealing with OCD and they're really struggling. So, yeah, and, and knowing this is a Christian audience, I would say, um, first off, find and hope, hopefully, hopefully your pastor is uh, understanding of mental health issues. If not, give them literature on what OCD really is. And then, you know, they should be. And then the second thing is from the, the secular side, find a therapist that does ERP, exposure and response prevention, and one that when you talk to them will incorporate your faith. Um, this last conference, the IOCDF, the International OCD Conference I went to, I was so excited by the amount of therapists that weren't even Christians that were like, look, if you're, if you're a Christian or whatever your religious faith is, even matter, you need to have them come together, but still aren't, you know, they'll be, well, don't, don't worry about the praying. So, you know, first off, make sure that you reach out to your pastor and, and if you don't have the support, give them some literature because then they will when they see the literature behind it. And then second, find that therapist that does the ERP. Third, make sure that they um, that they will also respect and work with your, you know, your Christian tradition um, and then then work the program and go through go through the bad times because you can do it. Yeah, put in the work. That's right. Yeah, got to put in the work. You can't roll over and die. Medication's great, but um, you still got to put in the work. Yeah. So thanks again for sharing. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations uh, with your host, Tony Peters. Uh, you can contact us at tpeters745 at gmail.com. Uh, today, you've just been listening to Dr. Jonathan Schultz, who's a counselor for mental health people uh, and helping people get through their mental health struggles by... Uh, talking about his his own problems uh, with OCD and with suicide attempts and uh, it's just amazing to see God at work through him well I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show and I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh, for the Lord right now Uh, if I haven't got back to you I promise I will get back to you Uh, I look forward to to speaking with each of you and interviewing you and uh keep tuning into the show there's there's lots of of new people that are coming on here and if you're considering wanting to to come on the show uh just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com and uh, i will get back to you